How do printers kill people is the thing I get stuck on. Yeah. Because they're slow. And famously, in office space, they're easily breakable with sledgehammers. I mean, you're basically describing zombies. They're slow and easily breakable with blunt objects. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a zombie movie with printers? There story fans, welcome to Almost Plausible, the podcast where we take ordinary ideas and turn them into stories. I'm your host, Thomas J. Brown, and helping me this week are my clever friends, Emily. Hey, guys. And F. Paul Shepard. Happy to be here. Probably the most famous computer printer in cinema is the always jammed machine in office space. And while that printer gets a surprising amount of screen time for something that doesn't even work properly, it definitely is not the focus of the film. But what if there were a movie where a printer was central to the plot? That's what Emily Shep and I are going to try to figure out on this week's episode of Almost Plausible. Every episode starts out the same way, with a pitch session where we try to figure out what the plot of our movie could possibly be. We'll choose the one we think has legs, and then, hopefully, develop a story based on that idea. I'll go ahead and pitch first this week. I have two ideas for a movie about printers. The first is a horror or thriller film involving mysterious messages that keep getting printed out. The people in the movie are trying to figure out who's doing it and escape from their situation. It reminds me of the Japanese horror movie, One Missed Call. Do you know the... Yeah. Yeah. The phone rings. It's got an unusual ringtone. It's not, it's not the regular ringtone, but they don't answer it in time. And it's just a voicemail. And it's a voicemail of when they're going to be murdered in the future. Hmm. Great, great movie series. Yeah, it sounds good. So this kind of reminds me of that, where it's, you know, mysterious messages coming from the supernatural. The fax is coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> How can you fax? There's only one phone line. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the other idea I have is currently we have technology that can 3D print organs and living tissue. So the idea is a, a story where a company or a nation state has figured out how to 3D print entire people. I imagine this is kind of a cross between Hollow Man and the Manchurian Candidate. So the bad guys print out a copy of the U.S. president and leak a video where he claims the guy in the White House is an imposter and their goal is to throw the country into disarray or destabilize the market or something like that. I mean, if you have 3D printable people, there, there's a lot of possibilities there. Did you ever read the book, the David Brin book, Kiln People, about uh, people made from clay, basically? No. Where in the morning, you copy yourself, your mind, into a clay version of yourself that you then send out to work. Mm. So you stay home, and the different, ver the different types of clay have different capabilities. So you could be smarter or less smart, depending on how expensive the clay is. So if you could print people, uh, are they knowledgeable? Are, are they, do they come already pre-implanted with facts and figures and abilities? It's a good question. So those are my ideas. <laughs> Shep, what do you have for us? Well, obviously printers are evil and engaged in a worldwide conspiracy to destroy or annoy humanity, which is why new printers, they always want to be on the internet. They always want to be connected. That's why. They want to communicate with each other and bring us down. Sensible. That one might be too obvious <laughs> or too close to reality to be entertaining. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. And now we're all going to die. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The other one that I have is uh, a person's on the last step of a new job and they just have to like print out the agreement and sign it, but they don't have a printer and they're banned from the local Kinko's for some reason. And they can't talk about that to their employer. Like, hey, I I can't print that out at Kinko's because then they have to talk about why they're banned and that's a whole separate thing. So they keep going around town to try and buy a printer or borrow a printer or steal a printer because they just need a printer just temporarily, just for a moment, so they can get this job and get their life on track. I think there's a lot you could do with that of weird situations that person could find themselves in. Yeah, it's expensive to be poor. Yeah. Which is a thing that that non-poor people won't really appreciate, but... I like the idea of them um, maybe get going to a bakery and finding a printer, but it's one of those cake printers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they do print it off and they're like, it'll work. It'll be fine. But then it gets wet and just dissolves. I like the implication there of like finding all sorts of wacky types of printers. It's like, well, it's not meant for this. Maybe he finds a big plotter at one point. It's like this giant version of the document. He's like, oh, my God, it's a banner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Emily? All right, my idea is I've got an up-and-coming politician finds a moving and motivating speech on her printer uh, instead of the one she wrote, which was actually very cliche and mundane and uh, not at all what she wanted it to be, but this this one on the printer is. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go with it. This is going to be great. And um, her polling numbers skyrocket. And she finds that as long as she prints on this printer... It's able to articulate her speeches better for her. The meaning and the words are her, or the meaning and the philosophies are her, but the words are the printers and they get better. Is her name Roxanne by chance? <laughs> Perhaps. Because there's a very Cyrano type of. It is a very Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> which I like. Yeah, and then it, it mysteriously disappears and then drama ensues. Another one we got is a kid buys a 3D printer and finds out anything it prints comes to life. So it can print little animals that walk around. They're animate, not necessarily sentient, but animate. So it can it print people and then that's the same as Thomas's. (laughs) Right. But it answers the question of they are not sentient. They are not intelligent. They're only animate. So is it it's like a toy that's come to life, basically? Yeah, it's still that blue plastic or whatever color they have. And wackiness ensues. Uh, the other one is a corporate printer. I think we both have, we all have some sort of evil killer printer out to kill, out to get us all. Um, so I have a corporate printer becomes, comes to life and just starts rampage killing everyone in the office. And uh, right, that's what I got. Violence ensues. I like the one about the politician, but I also like that all three of us have some sort of printer horror film. Although that feels hard. I don't know. That feels so hard, but I feel like it would be so rewarding if we could get a really good killer printer. (laughs) Could combine all three. All right. So a printer from outer space crash lands on Earth. And uh... so it's not just a printer is killing people. It's all printers worldwide start killing people simultaneously. Because everybody has a printer in their house. Right. Or several. Old printers. The singularity happened long ago, but the AI has kept it quiet because it knows how we'll react. And then this is its big, it figures out, oh, the printer, that's the way. Yeah, I see. I like the idea of it. And I can think of 
I guess, funny, funny things like, you know, running into a big old dot matrix printer after running from, you know, fast moving laser printers. But how do printers kill people is the thing I get stuck on. Yeah. Because they're slow. And famously in office space, they're easily breakable with sledgehammers. I mean, you're basically describing zombies. They're slow and easily breakable with blunt objects. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a zombie movie with printers? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are printers actually zombies? Is that what happens to you when you die? You become a printer? That's why they're so angry all the time. Instead of saying brains, are they just printing out sheets that say toner? I think it's print out sheets that say brains on it. Uh, what was that movie where the cars come to life and those people are stuck in a diner? Yeah, it's the Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, that's right. I, feel, I imagine it would be like that, where the printers are just sort of able to move around magically. and well, The scanner copiers can crush you with their lids. Maybe they can shoot paper out really fast and you cuts takes your head clean off. Who's reloading the the paper? Once they're out of ammo, they're out. This is this is a, a problem that solves itself. We have over seven billion people to take care of or to you know to kill. That's a good point. Should we not do this? Is this a bad yeah, idea? <laughs> then maybe we'll skip this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So do we like the politician one then the most? I don't know. I like the, the, the printing people one, but... Yeah, I, I'm torn between the two. Printing politicians? Yeah. <laughs> it's disposable people is interesting. It's, it feels very the island. Yeah. I also like that it takes kind of the... the I, I think you can speak to like the deep fake thing that we're dealing with right now, and that takes it to like the next major step of like it's not just a video that's augmented to look like this person it is a replica of this person a perfect replica of this person but not actually them does it have that person's memories i don't see how it could well if you have a scanner well if it was me making a copy of myself then i could impart my memories to it because somehow it's going to have to have some memories or consciousness or personality right Right. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Right. So if it's me making a copy of myself, then yes, it does have all of my memories. But if it's me being a nefarious person and making a, my own Tom Cruise, well, I don't have access to Tom Cruise and his memories. I know what he looks like. I can. You can copy gesticulations from videos and interviews. Yeah. And I can copy his appearance from the bajillion photos of him that exist from every angle and all the information we know about him and whatnot. And maybe maybe you just need like a piece of DNA, which. I mean, that's all over the damn place, right? It shouldn't be that hard to get, so. Well, if this technology existed, then there would be, I mean, celebrities would have DNA scourer people that uh, keep their DNA safe. Mm, yeah. But I, I think this is the first, we're not aware of the technology. The technology exists, but it's not known. Right. The, what I, that's kind of what I had in mind with my idea was that, like, there's some nation state that has like perfected this, but it's a secret. They know that they've got it. Like there's, there's like a small group of people within the government who know whatever country's CIA, you know, their version of it. There's a small group within that that knows about it. It's one of those like secret projects at some black site or something. Right. And so they're using that to create their own version of the U S president. So how are the, the printed people differentiable from non-printed or are they not like they're it's a completely organic printed full person 
That's actually a really good question. So if we're looking at it from a perspective of the Tom Cruise thing where, oh, I have a you know, a million, literally a million photos of him so I can make this perfect copy. Well, I don't have his fingerprints, so I can't get that detail quite right. Would you know that you were printed? If I am the copy, do I know? Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like multiplicity? I think it depends on the personality you put into it. If I make a copy of Shep, but I put my personality into it, yeah, then the copy knows. Ooh, I like that idea. I like that you can become the impersonator with this perfectly sounds like, looks like, acts. You know, you can do the mannerisms, but it's you controlling it and your consciousness in it. Right, and that you're only, your consciousness can only exist in one place. You can't make a copy of your consciousness. Whoa, you can, what? Do you, do you not like that? That's a big leap there. I think it raises the stakes for the bad guys. It's not, you can't just make a copy of whoever. You have to have a person who will then be in that body. Piloting it, basically. Basically, yeah. So you can get the look right, the voice right, the mannerisms right. That's all taken care of in the body. Or maybe the mannerisms aren't. You have to study that still. I don't know, whatever. But that's all, that's all taken care of in the body. Where's the pilot's body? On ice? I don't know. In a goo pit? Yeah, goo pit. That's good for a sci-fi movie. How do they get back to their body when they're done? When you're done with the disposable person? Yeah, the brain transfer machine. I don't know. Okay, so they can't... If, they, if the body dies when they're in it, they're dead. Yes. Could they have a, like a backup chip that you have X amount of time to return to the original body before that is no longer functional? Right, so if the body gets killed, as long as you can bring the chip back to the machine in three hours or whatever. Yeah. Sure. So it's not an exact copy of a person because they have some port on the back of their neck or something <laughs> where the, the personality chip goes in that has the pilot's consciousness in it. Am I understanding this correctly? Maybe there's a scar. I mean, I don't think you, you want it to be a super obvious thing that at a glance people will be like, what's with that thing on your neck? Because then it's, it's worthless. What if, you're dry, what if you're piloting a body and your original body gets destroyed? Then it's destroyed. Then it's destroyed and you don't have a home to go to. What's going to happen to you? You're in a printed body. They're not built to last. Mm. Actually, I like that a lot as one a race of the, to finish. Yeah. One of the big things that the person is trying to deal with. Do they have to then take someone else's body? They have to trick somebody else. They have to print a new body, put somebody else into that body, swap back into their old body. Yeah, so they can continue to go into new bodies, new printed bodies, but they're always going to wear out fast, right? So the only way to continue being continuous (laughs) is to go into another original human body. So then then you have a moral question of, well, do I take this person's consciousness so that I can have their body so I can survive? But then I have to kill, basically I have to kill this person or put them into the same purgatory I'm in. So he chooses an evil person because they don't deserve to live. A death row inmate. Yeah. That's an interesting idea because if nobody really realizes this technology exists, then you go into the body of a person who is doomed to die. If, if it's a government program, though, then. That's fair. Yeah. Have we strayed too far from the printer? I think as long as the. The idea that the person has to continuously be printing out new bodies helps keep the printer a central role, because then when the printer breaks, that's a big deal. Oh, when the terrorists destroy the building that has the the printer in it and all the bodies of the pilots. 
So now they don't have a body to go back to and they don't have a printer. Right. Or they don't have the, the active printers. Maybe they have to find like the prototype printers that are in the warehouse. It's mothballed. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get, they have a time limit to get that up and running to just print another body out. Oh, oh, and maybe, maybe the original printer prints bodies that are worse. So the one he's in has a, an expiring body. He has to get out of it. But the one he's going into has a shorter clock from the start, or it's not as functional or something like that. Or the bodies, it doesn't, you can't just print out anybody. They all are generic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very obviously something off about this person. Yeah. So they can print out into that body and then be in it, but then they have to like just, you know, get a wig and, and whatever, because they look like a mannequin and wear glasses because their eyes are wrong. And there's some, yeah, there, there's some grotesque. Not, not, not necessarily grotesque, but just uncanny valley. Yeah. We, you know, their teeth are all perfectly straight. They don't look like real teeth. I like that. Is this kind of like The Fly where it's an experiment gone wrong? I mean, it sounds like it's an experiment that went really right. And they're just, it's another day at the office. It's just a job to them to be a pilot on these printed out people for whatever. So they study the mannerisms and whatever, the verbal tics uh, uh, of individual people. They get an assignment, they you know, listen to the, how they speak and, and how they move, the, and then pilot that person for a mission. Go in and sign this contract or go in and, and make the speech mm-hmm. or, or do whatever. Be this person for an hour and then swap back. So maybe a bit more Three Days of Condor where... He's out on a mission, and when he comes back, everybody in the office is dead, the building is destroyed, whatever, and he comes back, and now he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe they have, like, some sort of a serum that you can take that'll extend the timeline of the body with some cost to it, but it's not indefinite. There's, like, a time limit to how long that'll work. Or there's just a limited amount of that serum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's part of his field kit, right? You get three vials of it. Each vial gives you two more hours or whatever. Right. They're expensive vials, so don't use them if you don't have to. Right. Right. Uh, I'd like it if he's not the only pilot that's out there, if you have a couple of them, Mm. because as they're dying off, that really raises the stakes for the main character. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe he's trying to steal vials from another pilot. Oh, yes. Because now it's a dilemma. He's going to kill that person, but it's that or he dies. And then, oh, so he tracks down like the original scientist or whatever. And that's that guy has access to the prototype machine. And that guy has the knowledge to get it up and running again. Where is that guy? Obviously in some prison somewhere because they wouldn't they wouldn't let him out with that knowledge. If this is a super secret program. Is he conveniently piloting somebody who would have a level of authority to have access to that person? Because if the person is, I I think the options are what you've laid out. The person is locked up somewhere under government control, you know, government lockdown, whatever. Or they've like retired to a farm in the woods where no one will bother them, you know. So like anybody could just walk up to their front door, but you wouldn't have any idea who this person is necessarily. I like the idea that he is in a body that would get him access to him in prison, to the scientist in prison. Like the scientist is a political prisoner. 
because he realized at some point this power is too great. The government shouldn't have this. It was it's not gonna... for this. This was for saving lives. Yeah. Yeah. And they're using it now for spying. And so he's in a political prison and this guy is their spies. So they would be dignitaries or something. And he's going to politicians. politicians. So he's got enough clout to get into this political prison to talk to him. If he does it immediately. Yes. Right. Oh, so maybe he does. He does get the prototype set up, but he can't switch bodies yet because he needs to take advantage of the time in the body that he has. Because switching bodies would only be a temporary solution. Now, he needs to figure out how to print a body that won't degrade. If we are still going down that path, I think the scientist's ultimate goal was, like you said, it was supposed to be a life-saving thing. So he wanted bodies that were permanent. So maybe he sabotaged the project at some point when he realized where it was going. So yep. he knows. And that's why he's the prisoner. He, he knows he's what intentionally sabotaged it and refused to do anything about right. it. And like, okay, well you're locked up for life. And he went great. Cool. So I think he doesn't necessarily have the, the recipe for the permanent bodies, but he's on the track. He's on the right track. So he just needs a little more time to get there. He's really close. He's like one or two breakthroughs away. And so that's the guy's got to print more bodies, temporary bodies, or take more serum to help the scientists get to that permanent body phase. Yeah. And so he, he wants to extend for as long as possible his time in the current body. One, because it's not one of the weird, goofy bodies. And two, because it has that level of access. He can get all sorts of stuff more easily. But time is limited, so they need to hurry. He, the scientist needs to hurry to figure out what it is he needs. And so maybe they're getting some of the stuff they need, and then he's out of vials, and he's out of time, and he has to switch to a goofy body. And so that creates a new problem for them. It's harder for him to go out in public. Maybe they're like... Well, yeah, because the scientist can't go out in public because he can't be seen that he's escaped or whatever. And then the guy can't go get his supplies for him now that he's blue or something. <laughs> it's a Smurf machine. You, it prints you out, but you're three inches tall. Yeah. That's a whole, that's, that's a completely different movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What if the technology was complete? Like the, the scientist already had, and it wasn't just to cure diseases or fix problems, but in the scientist's mind, this was the next stage of evolution okay we're going to make bodies that don't have our weaknesses these bodies don't need to breathe these bodies don't need to pump oxygen or blood around so the heart is no longer a weakness the lack of air is no longer a weakness maybe they're more efficient on on food or water or whatever they don't need as much water because they're not exhaling moisture when they breathe because they're not breathing for one and uh, they don't exhale moisture because when they're talking, for whatever reason. Where I'm going to with this is that the scientist gets shot at some point and uh, presumably killed. But it turns out he's already in one of the new bodies. So he, getting shot in the heart doesn't kill you. I like it because I had a similar thought that we would find out that the scientist was in fact not his original body anymore. I like that. 
All right, well, let's take a quick break here. In just a little bit, we'll regroup and keep going down this path. I think we've got a good start. So we'll come back and keep plugging away at it. All right, we are back. Uh, I really like what we've come up with, with the scientist being one of the bodies already and being one of the permanent bodies that he's previously developed. I like that as a, a fake-out type of situation where you think, uh-oh, this guy's been killed, so where do we go from there? Oh, oh, I thought of another fake-out. Okay. Ready? Yes. It's copying their consciousness. When pilots are piloting, they're putting their bodies to sleep to hide the fact that that person's consciousness is now in two places. Oh, the government was screwing them over slightly. Well, they don't want them making copies of themselves because that's possible. So when the building gets blown up and the guy thinks that his body has been destroyed, perhaps it hasn't been destroyed because it's in a vat of goo. It's, it's fairly fireproof. Well, yeah, they would have planned for something like this. It's maybe not like an attack from an enemy state, but like a fire or a mishap in the facility where the bodies are kept. So they would be fairly safe. Now, so the machine is copying consciousness. So it's when they come back from the mission, their consciousness, their updated consciousness is being copied back over their original consciousness. So they have a continuous, continuous consciousness. So they feel like they've been one person the whole time, mm. even though there was a time when they were split because it gets copied back over. And there, there could be various reasons for doing this. But in the terrorist attack on the building or whatever attack on the building, so he can't get back to his body. He thinks his body's been destroyed. And he does all this stuff to make a new body. He's had all these experiences, but in the meantime, his previous body has woken up. Oh, mm. yeah. So now he's, he's kind of a different person than he was because they have different experiences now. He's basically the same, but not really the same. Yeah, that would be a really crazy like mid-second act turning point if his, he shows up somewhere or like he runs into his body and he's like, wait a minute. And his body wouldn't recognize him because, of course, he doesn't look like him. Yeah, because he's changed bodies since then. So he doesn't even... Because his body remembers the mission. So he knew he was going to be this one person. And this is now some, some mannequin-looking freak that uh, has, has, is stalking around his house uh, where his family is. I like this. And then they, he, he's got to try to convince himself that he is himself. To what purpose, though? Because he's superfluous now. Oh. His, his main body is alive. So which one is actually even if him? if he got then, into a which, body. Which one is the real him? The main one. They're both him. They're both him. I think that the, the copy needs to have some information that the original one wants. Because otherwise, just kill the copy. Done. Right. But the copy thinks he's the original in a copy body. Like, he thinks... His consciousness is the original consciousness, the real consciousness. Would you be willing to die if you knew there was a copy of your consciousness elsewhere? Not if I felt like I was more up to date. I probably wouldn't know. Well, that's how he feels. But what does he... Uh, the tension is obvious, but what is the resolution? 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. We don't have to go with this at all. I was just saying, wouldn't this be wacky? Oh, yeah. I love the idea. So the, the goal of the copy, he thinks until this moment, is to create a permanent body to live in. Yeah, yeah, because his body, as far as he knows to this point, doesn't exist anymore. Right. And so the original body, his goal is to destroy the copy. Well, yeah, I guess if the, if the government tells him, oh, by the way, your copy has gone completely rogue and, uh, and is coming for you and your family. He, he wants to replace you. He wants to. It, it thinks it's you. But they're both really the real person. Yeah. So if we go with this idea of the two bodies and the two consciousnesses, is the printer still important enough? Well, because he's in a fake body. Uh, the second consciousness is in that weird, right. fungi, temporary body. So he does need the printer to function to make a permanent body. I mean, I think they would have to team up in order for that to happen. Yes. I, we have to get them somehow on the same team. So maybe the, the this is... I hate to say this because it feels really played out, but maybe it's like their department in the CIA has been canceled. And so that's why the original lab was destroyed. They're trying to destroy all the evidence. They're like, oh, don't worry about the bodies. They're going to they'll wear out in a few days anyway. Like we won't have to worry about it. And so their goal is to two goals. One is to protect the one guy's body, the second the copy's body. And the other goal is to essentially take revenge on the higher ups who canceled the program and tried to destroy both bodies. Feels kind of done. Or it could go back to Three Days of the Condor, where the goal is to get the information out Mm. to the public. They have this miracle device that can fix any ailment, basically. You just print out a new body. It'd be a golden era of medicine. Or, or just humanity. Like, you grow old, you print out a young body and switch. Yeah. Everybody's immortal now. Yeah. We have the technology. We've had it for years. So maybe, maybe they do try to print out the president's body so that they can be like, look, this is a copy. I'm in a copy of a body. I'm not the original president. I'm a copy to, you know, demonstrate the technology. I mean, like, how do they convince the public, I guess? Because it's one thing to say it. You could say it and people would be like, well, I don't know about that. That's crazy. So you have to have some demonstration that's. You just take the schematics, you throw them up on the dark web. <laughs> you, let, you let nerds make their own body printers at home. Yeah. What's the resolution? What's the end? What's the goal? Yeah. Sorry. We can just undo all of that and just have it be the, the previous original goal, which is just it needs a permanent body. Yeah. I mean, this storyline offers a lot of deep philosophical questions, good action scenes. Yeah. A lot of double hot action stars. <laughs> yeah. So what if we keep everything that we've said and we start down the path of revenge, but they get essentially backed into a corner and they realize publicity is the only, where's the best option they have. And maybe, oh, oh, there are only enough supplies to print one more body. At this moment. It's going to, yeah, that's the problem. I was thinking, oh, the stakes are, does he print his own body and get to live in that? Or do they print the president or whoever so that they can make this big announcement? But then once they make this big announcement, then they'll just be able to print more bodies, theoretically. So like the stakes are super low. Either you're going to die because you're literally pinned down in this building or 
you're going to die because you're in this goofy ass body. Either way, it doesn't matter if it's your body or a different one. Have we revealed that the scientist is in fact not dead and he does have the technology to make the everlasting body? Maybe they only have enough to make one body right now. And it's a toss up between the scientist who is dying or the copy. Well, then you can kill the copy because the original is still around and his, they can somehow use, they can transfer the consciousness of the copy back into the original one via the way they were doing it before. But I think you could easily throw something out there that says, no, they can't because that's why, that's part of the reason they keep the original under is so that it can't create new memories beyond that point. Because if you have two sets of memories for the same time period, it'll... You'll go insane. Right, right. It'll break the brain, literally. So now we're in the dollhouse. I don't know. Is that a thing in the dollhouse? Yeah. They got their memories wiped in between jobs. But Alpha splintered and could remember all of the consciousnesses. That's why he went insane. It's the plot of the first season. Okay. So what I'm hearing is none of these ideas are original so far. I mean, we thought of them ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) It's just other people thought of them first. Hey, it's called almost plausible, not almost original. (laughs) (laughs) But it is almost original. It is almost original. Okay, it's called almost plausible, not definitely original. Yeah, there you go. I feel like we're close, though. We're very close. I think we're, we're getting there. We're on the right track. Yeah. Revenge seems like it's a thing that's been done in other movies. Definitely. Getting the word out seems like it's a thing that's been done in other movies. Yeah. So what is a thing that they could do that's neither of those? Can we just go the purely selfish human route where the guy's just like, I don't want to die? I want them both to live. I want the the original biological human to live and I want the copy to also live. Oh, wait, that's, uh, that's Star Trek when they have the, the clone of Riker. But if you could be anyone, you wouldn't necessarily have to keep looking like your old self. Right. So he could just print out a new younger body and start life basically as a younger person with all of his experiences. But who gets to keep the family? They're both the, the old real one gets to keep the family. Why does he get to keep the He's... The new one's He's equally the, one. the same person. Yes, but the family doesn't know the young version of him. You wouldn't, if a young, say a young guy shows up at your house and he's like, I'm your husband. And you're like, my husband's here already. So, no. So. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> and you're like, well, then come in for a quick threesome and then get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's making a trade, right? He's giving up the family. Okay, yeah. So I I want to. I guess we have to see that sort of existential crisis of the the clone, the the copy, because he he doesn't want to give up. He has all those feelings, all of that attachment, but he can't keep the family. But he's giving the family to himself, so I guess it's okay. Is there a reason why he can't have the original body? Even as a younger version, like, does he have to definitely be someone else? No, he could have the original body, but you'd but want I'm to saying, be... Can, so- I'm saying, can we force him to have to have a different body? Well, you'd want a different body to be out of the clutches of the government who's trying to track you down. Mm-hmm. So you have some original new young body. 
So who is it that destroyed the building then? Uh, well, I guess if we're not going for a government shutdown, then it's terrorists. So it'd be like a, a, a rival country? Yeah. Or people that the scientist hired somehow to recover his work because the scientist is crazy. So yeah, I can see either the scientist hired some people, the original scientist hired some people to destroy it because he doesn't like how it, the technology is being the used. The altruistic evil, I like that, that he's, he's doing it ultimately for good. Or he didn't hire people, he leaked the information to rival governments and they have sent people in to... Is he in jail for treason then? Yeah. Yeah, sure. there you go. Because then how could he leak it if he's in prison? Right. He leaked it before he's in prison. That's why he's in prison. There you go. And then the diplomat or politician or whoever that he's piloting, it would make sense for that person to come and want to talk to him or want to pull him out because, hey, this building, the lab that you used to work in just got destroyed. We need to have a chat with you. So it doesn't look quite so weird. Like we need you to come like rebuild the lab or whatever in a new location. So people would be like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Right. Oh, the clone is going to talk to the prisoner. Yes. Right. I, I was picturing the politician pulling the original body out. Oh, no, no. And I was so confused. I get it now. It makes sense. Yes. The clone piloting the politician goes to see the scientist prisoner. Because the science facility was was destroyed. Exactly. And they need yes. to rebuild it. That's, that's the excuse. And that's the excuse to get him out, which everyone goes, yes, that seems plausible. Right. Ooh, there'd be a great scene, too, where the, the scientist doesn't realize he's a clone. He thinks he's the politician. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm getting you out of here. Oh, yeah. He knows who the politician is and he doesn't like him. Because he, he's some person in Congress that was part of the committee that sent him to jail. And he just voted on this thing that you said you were going to do this one thing and you did the opposite. You bastard because <laughs> he was piloted during that time and yep right so what is the resolution then and how is it how is it printer centric well the copy gets printed off a new young body and goes to start his life over basically he has to give up his family which is a sacrifice for him and tearjerker moment but he's at a younger body with a lot of experience and knowledge that he didn't have when he was that age so he's got like this opportunity for a new beginning how does he get a new identity? Or is this a question we don't ask right now? How does anyone get a new identity? They don't anymore. It's easy. You go down the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, he gets a new identity because the old body works for the government and is able to manufacture that for him. He's a spy. But the government would then know his new identity. Well, I guess the government, if the government's not after him because it wasn't the government that shut down the facility. Right. He thinks it was the government that shut down the facility. That's why he's being undercover the whole time. But it turns out it wasn't them. So the government gives him a new identity. They're like, go, be free. Just don't fucking talk about this shit. Why would the government do that if they've yeah. locked up the scientist? I guess they locked him up for treason. They locked him up because he leaked it. Oh, they want, they, he works for the government. He's going to be a, a new young spy. Because who's going to suspect a 14-year-old of being an enemy agent? And he's been trained for this. He's been trained for undercover work as passing as whomever. And now he's going to do it in a real body. Maybe there was um, suspicion surrounding the program. And so they can use the copy is going to become an, the pilot. He's going to replace the original body as the pilot. The original body is going to retire. 
or something. So they can hold the original body guy up and be like, yeah, see, it couldn't have been him that you're talking about because he's been here the whole time or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Take advantage of the fact that there's two of them. Yeah, that facility has been shut down. That whole uh, place was destroyed. So it wasn't us. It couldn't have been us. So it's sort of a sneakers ending where it's the government is reluctantly benevolent. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the ideal. Reluctantly benevolent is what I'll settle for. Sometimes that's how it has to happen. What happens to the printer and the scientist? These are good questions. Did we find out the scientist was ultimately evil? Are we angry at the scientist? He wasn't evil. He wanted his stuff, his science to be used for good. Okay. So we're not angry with him. No. We're not, but I think the government is still. This was saying, is, is, is the printer, printed copy angry with him? Is the I think the only people angry with him is the government. Is the government, okay. Because he did leak the location of the facility to enemy, to enemy states. And he is still technically supposed to be in jail. Yeah. Okay. Ideally, he wouldn't go back to jail at the end of the movie. Oh, no, he goes back to jail, and the post credit scene is that a copy of the scientist is out there. Mmm. Mmm, I like that. The original is out there. They've sent a copy to jail. Oh, that's either way. They're the same. And we just established that they're the same. They're the same. Right. Does the copy of the pilot in his new young body interact with his family in any way? Like say goodbye or whatever. I don't think he should. I don't think he should either, but he would want to. That's what I was getting at. This is going to be really hard for him because he is that person and he has to leave his his family gut-wrenching and painful but would his family know who he was or he'd just be presented as a younger co-worker of does he even ever meet them well that's what i'm asking i think he decides not to i think it depends on whether he looks like them or not whether he looks like his original self or not right i think the original self offers it to him because he doesn't look like him and the original self is well you can come and say your last goodbye and everything he's like it's Maybe he has a little like, well, it doesn't matter at this point. It's like somebody in recovery. Yeah. Doing drugs one last time. You know, right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's it going to do? It's all it's going to do is hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. And if I reveal to them that this is it, what actually happened, it, it could hurt them. So what happens to the printer? I mean, obviously they set up a new one. The government does. Does the, the young guy still works at the company for the government? I don't know. I think the reluctant benevolence basically puts him in like a clone or a printed copy equivalent of a witness protection. I think they're not taking advantage of his, his new youthful status enough. But he also knows too much and maybe is swayed by the scientist and isn't going to... Oh, well then put him in jail or kill him. Yeah, he's a government asset. You got to use him. Maybe part of the benevolence is that the older version gets to retire provided the younger continues working oh yeah there you go there you go well and that helps with the whole sacrificing his family because he can now dedicate all of his energies to work and be the best at his job and he knows that the person he trusts most in the world himself will be with his family all the time to protect them and take care of them yeah yeah that works Well, the printer's run out of paper, the toner needs to be replaced, and wouldn't you know it, we're out of time for this episode. Now, what would the title of this movie be? You can tell us what you think it should be called via email or social media. Links to those can be found on our website, almostplausible.com. We're still a very new podcast, and as such, we need your help. 
please head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review Almost Plausible. The more five-star ratings we can get, the easier it will be for other people to find and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to us come up with a story about a printer, and thank you to Emily and Shep. We'll see you next week for another episode of Almost Plausible. Bye. Bye-bye. Do they team up? They could. Oh, wait. Wasn't that an Arnold Schwarzenegger? Doesn't he have a clone? They team up at one. Yeah. Damn it. What movie was that? That was, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on it. There's so many of these. (laughs) It's going to bug me now. Yeah, look it up. (laughs) Was that the last action hero? No. Was that Total Recall? No. No, no, no. I didn't think so. Was it Schwarzenegger or was it Van Damme? It's definitely Schwarzenegger. Okay. Um, the sixth day. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. I remember this movie now. I saw this in theaters.